the Black Wrestling Revolution Podcast. Oh, Kofi trying to find it. Kofi Freed. Kofi. When we talk all things wrestling from the WWE, we already saved WWE. NXT, Belair goes for the cover. Lateral press hooks a leg. New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW. Now here is your host, Tracy, aka Smiley. What the fuck is up, everybody? This your girl Smiley, and welcome back to the Black Wrestling Revolution back with another freaking episode look look a lot has happened between this episode last episode and all in between and it happened within like a good two to three week basis it was a lot it's a lot we're gonna talk about it we're gonna break it down but of course i did not come alone i never come alone do i ever come alone no i don't i brought my co-host my girl my new york sister the one and only miss cresta star miss cresta how are you Hi, my name is Cresta Star, making psoriasis fashion. I'm great. How are you? <laughs> you are a mess. Girl, it's been an emotional. I'm not going to sit here and lie. So it's been an emotional 24 hours. Um, it's been very start, rough. I just want to give, you know, my deepest, deepest prayers out to Shad's family. If you did not know, Shad has been lost at sea. You know, if you watch, you know, Crime Time back in the day, you all know who Shad is. Um, he's been lost at sea since about two days ago. Has it been two days? Yeah, it's been about 48 hours since he's gone missing and still have not found him. So I just want to give a big, big, big prayer out to his wife, his son, his whole entire family and hope that they find him because it's been an emotional one. No one's okay. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. But also in good news, there's also good news. Me and Cresta, we didn't come alone. No, no, no. It's not just the two of us. There's three of us. There's three of us here today. And we have someone, a big someone. If you don't know who he is, you will after this. We have the one, the only Mr. Urban Legend, the King of Trip. Hello, Urban. How are you, sweetie? I'm good. How you doing? We are good. We are Great. So this, since this is your first time on this podcast, I have, you know, the regular questions I have to ask every single wrestler that comes on here. All right. First question. How did you get into wrestling? Who was there someone who got you into wrestling? Who did it and why? Um, I mean, wrestling was pretty much my escape when I was a teenager. But in terms of who got me, like who made me fall in love with wrestling, it'd be uh, Eddie Grail, Dean Malenko, you know, Benoit, Cena, Orton, people like that. And uh, right out of high school, I, I started taking wrestling classes. So I started wrestling training at 18, and I'll be 27 next month. So I've been doing this for a while. Beautiful. Oh, Benoit, yes. Fuck yeah, Chris Benoit. Sorry. <laughs> I love me some Chris Benoit. I forgot to say, I talked to David about a few days ago, so that was cool. I did oh, see that on your Twitter, and I think yeah. that was such a major movement. As I feel like, and I don't want to say this any type of way, but I feel like as Benoit fans, we get like, oh, you can't say that. But I'm so that glad that Chris Jericho and people like you are doing, following up with the dark side of the ring. Like there, there are other things about his legacy besides, unfortunately, that tragedy at the end of his life. Right. Right. And it's like, 
no matter how hard they're, tr- you can't erase his legacy. I mean, obviously, the way I look at it, he wasn't the same person like during his final days. So I try to not to remember him by that, but I, I try to remember by his work ethic and what he did do for the business. You know, people people obsess over what he did. You know, when he was on his way out, but I don't. I try not to think about that. So it's like I understand that what he did was horrible. And that, I feel like, needs to be remembered. But also, we can't sit up here and pretend like, for a time, those four men that you named were, weren't, like, in-ring technicians. Like, they put on a clinic every time they were in the ring. Every time. And it's just horrible that the circumstances erased all of that. And then knowing that his other son and then Nancy's sister just was erased. And the fact that people now are, like, coming out and reaching out to him. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's a blessing. It is such a blessing. Yeah, I was just so- uh, fortunate enough to connect with David. I mean, it's a go to show you what the wrestling business does to people, like their, men- their, men- their mental state, their emotional state. This stuff fucks you up. Mm-hmm. You, know, over- you know, concussions. I've had plenty. I mean, I ain't gonna sit in line and say I've never been in a dark place. I mean, I've never did what he did, but, you know, I... I wasn't in my right state of mind, so this wrestling business is tough. Well, that, if I can jump in, that leads me to a question I have for you. You are very outspoken, I see on your Twitter, about mental health, being a mental health advocate. And since we're on the topic of concussions and whatnot, how do you feel starting out in the wrestling? In- well, let me not say starting out, because obviously you're not starting out. You're still in the indie scene. We're going to get you there. We believe in you, King of Drip, right here. But it's like, how do you feel about now the current climate as far as health care and mental, you know, mental? I know it's a loaded question, but how do you tell young people getting into it? Like, hey, how do you how do you maintain your mental and going forward? So when you get there, when it's real, real, real stressful, you maintain your inner peace. Well, I think professional wrestling is, again, the toughest business to be a part of. It's like a combination of contact sports and acting and it's like if you don't know how to deal with your mental mental health you'll definitely learn how to deal with that as a pro wrestler I mean it helps when you actually have people you can go to and not you know some fake ass workers that are in there's a lot of them in the business those are people I don't go to because you know they only use you you know to get bookings or to make themselves look good but with me you know I'd rather surround myself with like genuine people people like Tyson Kidd people who have actually helped me rather than people who don't give a shit about you and, you know, just hang around you for whatever whatever reason. I mean, the gym to me is like my go-to. So that's another uh, way I deal with my mental state is lifting weights and put my beats on and listening to music. So, I mean, I have my own ways to deal with, you know, if I'm going through something and it's bothering me, I don't let it eat me alive. I, I'm, I'm always trying to distract myself. So... That's definitely, you know, a good thing to do because there are wrestlers who literally will, you know, break down and we'll see it like, you know, either live or do it like via social media. And we see like them go from the highest to the highest, go to the lowest and the lows. And people don't want to be there to help them. They rather just sit there and just watch them blow up. Kind of like how, you know, ACH, you know, remember that whole situation when he lost it and we kind of all saw it happen so quickly and nobody wanted to help him everyone just wanted to sit there and make fun of him so you know as a wrestler you know going through the same thing because you're you guys are human like people need to realize wrestlers are also human they go through the same things that they do so when you see like someone going through it and them you know putting it out there for 
the whole entire world to see. It's like it's it's like a scream for help, sort of, right. sort yeah. of like that. So it's just like you know they need to realize that you know you guys also go through the same things that everyone else. I just feel like than usual. the people that judge us, they've never stepped foot in the ring. They don't know what it's like to be, you know, bombarded on the internet. So they really don't understand. But Basie Yates, um, yeah, he, he did have a mental breakdown. But what he what got me was the fact that he wasn't, you know, insulting, you know, people that really didn't really do anything to him. I mean, I still reached out to him. And he didn't answer me, you know, but uh, I hope that he's, I hope he got help and I hope he's doing, doing better. I mean, I've, I've reached out to workers that have had a mental breakdown. I mean, my homie Leo, I mean, he lost it a few days ago, so. Oh, yes. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Did you go ahead and brought it up? We were going to talk about it anyway. Let's just go ahead and bring it up. (laughs) Pull the Band-Aid off real quick. Let's just go ahead and talk about it. (laughs) Cresta, you know I've had a lot to say about this. I said a lot on social media. If you guys don't follow my Twitter, I'll put the links, you know, below, below. We'll talk about that later. But Leo Rush kind of had his ACH moment. We knew it was coming. I knew it was coming after he got released. I was like, all right, he's going to spill all the tea. He's going to have a moment. He's going to lose it. And that he did. He got into an argument with Mark Henry on Twitter. Uh, basically, you know, I don't, I don't know what started it. I think Mark started this whole entire thing was when he put it out there about, you know, him and Leo's finances, I guess, something like that. And, um, you know, I guess he went up to him and asked him, you know, was there a problem? He was like, uh, no. Because basically Mark didn't ask Leo about his finances. He just came up to him, you know, and Gorilla was like, hey, do you have a problem? And Leo was like, uh, no. So, you know, kind of went about his business. And now that Leo's, you know, gone from the company, Mark is, I don't know, trying to, I don't know what Mark is doing and I don't know whose side to like, you know, be a part of. Like, what do you think of this whole entire situation? Well, I'm going to compare, you know, Albert and Leo's. Albert and Leo are two completely different situations. Albert pretty much lost it and was insulting everybody and in a sense made himself look like a jackass. But at the same time, I understand where he's coming from. As far as Leo is concerned, what pisses me off about that is like there's a lot of fabricated and elongated, you know, pieces of that story. Um, the fact that Mark Henry's a supposed ambassador and a veteran and he's using social media to, to you know, be for Leo is completely unprofessional. They should have talked over the phone like grown man and handled it. And the fact that Mark went on uh, the radio channel like pretty much buried him that, that pissed me off i mean there's a lot of stuff that shouldn't have been said and it's i don't really see what the big deal is i mean to put another man's finances out there when he has a family that that was pretty low to do and then to go out of your way to like try and put dirt on someone's name is even even worse so like when you're representing a billion dollar company in their vet and you're highly respected that kind of that kind of put a damp on everything he's done and especially it's like for me with him being a black pioneer, that kind of turned me off a little bit because I was like, damn, like, I think the word of Mark Henry now, the way he's shitting on Leo, who's a fellow African-American athlete, an up-and-coming, it's like, damn, if I was in that situation, would he do the same thing to me? So it's like, I'm keeping my distance with as far as Mark is concerned. I mean, I hope they work stuff out. They're kind of acting like, you know, unprofessional in the whole thing. Children? Um, it's what they're acting like? Yeah. Children? 
Well, Leo, <laughs> Leo technically, I mean, not a kid. He ain't a kid. He's a young man. I mean, he's like, not a kid, but he's he's young. He's 26. He's just 26. You got a, a fucking 50 year old man acting like a like like a kid. It's like, dude, you're supposed to be an ambassador. You're supposed to be a veteran. You need to act like it. You're supposed to pull him aside, have a heart to heart. Don't go on the fucking radio channel and talk shit and then threaten him. You can't sue him for anything because he ain't done nothing wrong. I mean, you came at him first. So you're trying to get money out the kid's pockets and he has a, a wife and two kids, especially during this pandemic. That's a shitty thing to do. I agree so. with that. And it's to like echo his black card out and said, oh, you can't, you know, pull my black card. I've done this. I've done that. Ask anybody about me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I don't care how many people you've gotten to NXT. Like you wanted to pull the NXT, you know, black people card. And I'm just like, I don't care how many people you've gotten to NXT. Have you helped them since you got them NXT? Probably not. Like, he's kind of burying his own, he's contradicting his own thing. He's talking about, I'm trying to help the black wrestlers while you're burying one right now. So it's like, you need to sit sit back, relax, have your coffee or ke- your fucking keto juice, whatever he's drinking on his Instagram live nowadays. <laughs> I want to apologize to the both of you because I thought I was talking. I was muted this whole time. <laughs> I, I'm over here saying hallelujah, just Jesus, because you are speaking truth. You are taking us to church. Um, if I can piggyback and echo what I said on Twitter as well, it's like I don't want to remove blame from either gentleman because if, if we're looking at it objectively, you're, bring, you're re- resurrecting beef from a year ago, Mark Henry, first and foremost. Second of all, I know from dirt sheets, former wrestlers, and just doing my due diligence as someone who appreciates the sport, that WWE specifically harbors this kind of mentality of, I got to punch down in order for me to keep my spot for some arbitrary loyalty. Yeah, the way it was delivered in ACH's case was wrong, but he had a lot of valid points. Same thing with Leo in the beginning. But to sit up here and discredit him because he's quote-unquote broke and then sue him, it's like you're trying to get blood from a stone while punching down. It's not a good look. And like you said, Irving, it makes me as a black person, when you were a pillar of black visibility, like, so when we get older, that's the thing to do, bury new talent? That makes you no better than they are. And, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's his fault for beefing with a 25, 26-year-old with kids, but at the same time, he's a product of his environment. I'm not saying that he's absolved from, like, all his wrongdoing, Mark Henry, but it's like, how many times have we heard a higher, older senior wrestler punching down on newer talent? Because I disagree. Happen. I mean, it's like this. He's letting a billion dollar company and a, and a stamp of, cor- you know, being corporate getting away with his morals. And at the end of the day, when it's time for Mark Henry to leave, WWE's pretty much going to be like, all right, on to the next one. So it's like, Facts. I thought I thought Mark Henry's job was to pretty much set a trail for the rest of us, not fucking burn it down before any of us get a chance to do anything. I mean, here, I'm, I'm going to cover something else. I don't know if you have this as a question, but. I'm a I'm raised by a Caucasian family because I was adopted, but at the end of the day, I still know, I still have my values as a black man. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, just because my family is white doesn't make me any less. You know, I still know my culture. I still know, as an African American athlete, we have to deal with so much shit. I mean, we're the better athlete, you know, genetically. So we we already got that going for us. It's a blessing Ooh. and a curve, you know. And it's like I, I want anybody to test me on that. Read on the internet. 
African American athletes are genetically more superior than, than any other. You know, so it's like we already got that working against us because people are jealous. And then the WWE is pretty much a predominantly white industry. It's always it always has been. So that it is. A, that it is. A, yeah, when an African American wrestler comes in and he's hot shit, there's a lot of people that are like, "Oh God, well what what can I do to sabotage that?" I mean, for God's sakes, Kofi Kingston finally became world champion. What has he done lately? I mean, uh, that that the issue with that is, what other stars do they have after you beat Brock Lesnar? If you beat Brock Lesnar, I mean, it's just, it sucks. I mean, it, I, I was laying down last night. I'm like, well, if I ever make it to that level, how long before I I get swept under the rug? Like, I never fucking did anything i mean i'm not calling everybody in there racist but look at the track record i mean when's the last time you you saw african-american athlete consistently be successful for that company it's been a long time thank you i've been trying to say this on twitter for like the absolute longest but then people want to you know come at me and you know call me a racist mm-hmm. or you know be like stop making it about race so, well i uh, get that race is uncomfortable but it's something that has to be talked about and it's it like yeah you as the about, listener no get uncomfortable us as black people we live it us you know as wrestling fans we live it you know as i can't say us because girl i took a bump once and never again <laughs> <laughs> but like as Irving as a wrestler, he he gets it. He goes through it. So while it may be uncomfortable to talk about, to always have race in the forefront. It's like as a wrestler, I'm never just a wrestler. I am a black wrestler first. You get to be just a wrestler. I'm an African American wrestler first before anything else. So these things are important to me. I would love to go to work and be great and not go to work and be like, hey, you gonna shuck and jive today? Like, hello? <laughs> I just feel like racism is, um, you know, I'm going to cover something, you know, I'm going to go left field. I've been, you know, there's been points in my life where I've been disowned by my own people because uh, I was raised with about like Caucasians and it just, it sucks. The world is like that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. racism, unfortunately, is always going to be around. I mean, we can't stop it a hundred percent. We can just hope to like die, you know, make it die down, but Especially when in an industry that's controlled by billionaires, like very wealthy white business billionaires, who really got no control over that. So it's like the whole Leo situation. Of course, him and Mark Henry had beef, and then as soon as somebody saw Leo slipping up, then everybody's jumping on Mark Henry's side. Why? Because they're ganging up on Leo because he's a young black wrestler. So it's like, who are they going to believe at the end of the day? Are they going to believe the seasoned vet, or are they going to uh, believe Leo? Um, they're gonna believe Mark Henry because Mark Henry got the corporation on the side. Mm-hmm. Which, which is terrible. It's a terrible, you know, it's a whole terrible situation. We all know that Leo is sometimes is sometimes literally in the right. Like the whole reason why you know he didn't he wasn't on TV, you know, for the first year that he was even there was remember the whole you know you're not ready for Oscar tweet after Emma got released and people went ham for him for that and then he didn't want to. I, I don't know if you had to do this, Irving, you know, as a wrestling you coming up, having to pay your dues, quote unquote, pay your dues, you know, having oh, yeah. to get the water for the, you know, the, you know, the big guys, having to get their water, their towels, their bags, pretty much being me, like they're a lackey. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I will never, ever, and I mean ever, get water for nobody. As long as I've been in this business, you know, paying my dues meant busting my ass every night. 
I mean, yeah, paying for gas, paying for this, but I will never get another man's towel, never get another man water. If the motherfucker wants some water, he can Thank you. Thank you. I'm a grown man just like that motherfucker. And it's like, if you're thirsty, put a dollar in the damn machine, get a bottle of water. I'm not, I'm not going to be carrying no carton of water for nobody. Cause you know how bad that looks. We're in the same profession. Ain't nobody in there higher than anybody. I mean, people exactly. Paid, but at the day, we all, we all grown men. So it's like that whole military hazing bullshit that they may have been doing. I don't know if it's true. Cause I've never worked there. And honestly, like if you would ask me 10 years ago, where do I want to end up? I'd say Dovey. But after seeing how they treat people, no, nah, I don't want to go there right now. I don't think that whole paying your dues to thing is fair. Like you said, paying my dues means when I go in the ring, I bust my ass. I pay for my gas. I do what it takes to get to where I'm trying to go. Not being someone's lackey. And there's a grain of truth to that. No other job will you go in where everyone you where you're on the same level, but because Bob was here two weeks before I was. I got to go get Bob's coffee and do this because that's what he had to do. No, you're getting paid the same amount as I am, or you're at least on the same level as I am. I'm not doing that for you. And that I don't think that's a sign of disrespect because would you go to any other job and be like, well, I'm going to shine somebody else's shoe because you were here longer than I was? No, that's not paying your dues. That's hazing. That's abusive. There are better ways to mentor and inspire and foster trust between people without doing like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like clownery. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I can... Yeah, I can pay my dues without being someone's bitch. I I, I don't know if y'all can censor b words out, but I, I just dropped one. But um, we oh, swear more than swear. pirates. <laughs> I have a filthy mouth, so go right ahead, cause all you want. I'm good, cause I am unfiltered. But uh, yes, I just I know Urban Legends ain't no one's bitch. Now, like if someone like John Cena or somebody walked in, like hey kid, carry my bag. Guess what I'm doing. <laughs> You're securing the bag by carrying yeah, exactly. the bag. Uh, That's I'll smart. Buy, it's a business move. Yeah, I'll I'll buy you some dinner and and buy you some some beer or whatever. I ain't carrying fucking bags. Like I don't care who you are. I ain't carrying no bags. He's like, I, I know I'm, someone I'm, who will carry your bag, but it ain't me. <laughs> it might be might be Jim the taxi driver, but I ain't carrying. No <laughs> well, if I can change gears here again, I have another question because you had said something earlier that made me want to loop back into your in-ring action. You said that pound for pound, you even have it in your name. You're the best athlete. Like, you weigh this man up, all that's going to say on the scale is muscle, bro. Yeah. Your in-ring attitudes, cocky, flamboyant. Where do you derive that invitation? not invitation, that um, inspiration from? Like, is there a specific wrestler, or is it like a hodgepodge of different inspirations as well? Well, it only comes down to one man, and that's someone I consider big brother. I'm about to drop a bomb, so y'all might not believe me, or might not. But I, in my heart, I truly believe that I'm a professional, vers- uh, professional wrestling version of Floyd Mayweather. And, you know, I actually go to Vegas twice a month, and I train with this team, and I've met him numerous times, and he knows I'm doing the gimmick. So when I call myself best per pound, uh, pound, pound in the world, I'm saying whether you're 350 pounds of a fat ass or 150 pounds of skin and bones, you know, pound for pound, I'm better than everybody. I okay. can go with someone who's 400 pounds. I can go with someone who's under 40 pounds. There's no limit for me. So, I mean, he's telling the truth. I've seen like, okay, so my favorite match right now is your last man standing match for 
I can't think of the name of that title right now, but it's a beautiful title. You literally walk to the ring with that man's title. And I was just like, now that is a badass. That is the definition of a true wrestler. You walk to the ring with his title. He's saying, nope, this ain't your title. This is mine. I'm the big motherfucker. I'm the big boom boom guns up in this bitch. I this am the is boom mine. boom I don't guns. care. <laughs> I don't care I'm what really... you say. You walk to that ring with that title. He's like, this is mine. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I don't even care if you're the champion. This is my title. Got it? I just helped. Like, I, I, was I helping got chills when I got that. He was, you know, he was doing his thing. He was eating his, eating his, his damn chicken and pre-workout, calling his wife, being distracted. Yada yada yada. I saw it laying on the table. I took that shit. So Yoink. whenever, whenever Megan wants to, I take it. I mean, he got it back, but he shouldn't have been slipping. Listen, I was raising the street, so when I wanted something, I took it. So that's, that's exactly. Catch your ass lacking. Catch your ass slipping. That, that shit is mine. Facts. Man, he came out looking like Uncle Ruckus stole a damn chicken breast. He came out mad as a bitch. <laughs> um. So, do you think that? So, I mean, like, watching your matches, I love them. And I do see the comparison between the Mayweather. So, you know me, I got to stir, I got to stir the pot. So, we going to see the the money, you going to be the money team, the money Mayweather team. We going to have the girls in bikinis, like, urban legend or urban, depending on where you from, depending on what what country, if you're from Chicago, if you're from New York, ah, ah, like, wherever you from. I want to know, like. Like, is that the long-term goal? So to be out there, be like, I'm the best, and you could never? At the end of the day, my legacy, I want it to be known as the best to ever come out of. My character's from Vegas, but I was originally born in Virginia Beach, and I lived in Chi-Town for a little bit. So hey. I, want, yeah, I want to be known as the best to ever come out of that area, ever, you know? Like, I want to be known as a kid who came out of nowhere and just made a fucking impact. So, I mean... I, people wrote me off from the very beginning, but they can't because I'm not giving them a choice no more. I I had a lot of promotion people and workers be like, oh, he ain't never gonna do nothing. Man, I've done more these past two years than all those motherfuckers have done in ten. Huh. That's a fact. I've been all over. I've been all over the East Coast. I've been in Canada. I've been in Mexico. I mean, I'm doing what I said I was gonna do. The whole Mayweather mindset is, you know, block out all the haters and get paid. So that's that's why I'm in the business. I'm in there to get paid and make a name for myself. That is a very important lesson that I think people in our age group and down can learn that it doesn't matter what anyone else is saying, block them out and get your paycheck. Like, who cares what they think? Because they're not signing your checks. <laughs> and it's like, I this might come off as cocky, but I feel like I've deserved this because I've literally had to fight for my life in the mm-hmm. streets twice. I've literally died twice. I've got shot and I got stabbed when I was a teenager. So... Being entitled to a little bit of money isn't asking too much, especially when I'm on earning. I was never handed anything. So, I mean, people in the business might think, oh, why is he so cocky? I'm not conf- cocky. I'm confident in myself. There's a difference. Exactly. I can I can tell by the way, like, you walk to the ring. Like, you're not just cocky. You, you have all the confidence in the world, as you should, because you're damn good at your fucking job. If you have not watched any of this man's matches, he is so fucking good at his fucking job. That last man standing match? My God, I was just on the edge of this damn chair watching all of it. I was just like, holy fucking shit. Holy yeah. fucking shit. Man, it's yeah, amazing. 
Yeah, that was a fun night. I mean, I know I lost, but I we beat the shit out of each other. And a fun fact, after I got, I hit up my local chicken joint. I had beer and chicken. I couldn't even eat. My jaw was sore. I oh. mean, we literally we beat the shit out of each other. I mean, I I literally, was concerned. Like as soon as the match started, started. <laughs> yeah, the match yeah. started, he put the ref on the end of the ring, came out to Irvin, just punched straight in the face. <laughs> I was like, damn! I was like, okay, that's how we gonna start this. Okay. I pissed him off because when he was hitting me, I'm like, that's the best you got. Like, I tried to get out the ring. And, you know, he took a cheap shot. He spat beer in my face. That sucked. But I got him back, you know. So. Trust me, having beer on you is is the worst feeling yeah. ever. <laughs> Trust me, I, I've had it. Nasty. Right in my eyes, too. That shit burnt. That, ooh. What kind of beer was it? Was it that nasty, like, Corona beer? Or was it, like... I think it was, like... It, it tasted and smelled like fucking Heineken, so... Ooh. Hot take. Um, all beer is nasty. Yeah, yeah we got to the back of my boy. He's fucking spat big in my face. He didn't call that. I mean, I'll, I let him get away with it because he's my boy, but I was like, damn, bro, you literally just took a cup of beer <laughs> in your fucking mouth and spit at me, homie. Come on, dog. That's why he owed you a drink right after. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It owed me something. I, when I gave him that Mayweather job, I, I punched the shit out of him. He, he said, I've never been punched that hard. I said, bitch, you spat a drink in my face. Do you have plans, Mr. Legend? I'm going to call you a million things. I am Legend by the end. I am Urban Legend by the end of this show. Um, what is your plan in the next five years? Do you plan on going overseas, either to Mexico, Japan, to to try different promotions, or are you just trying to stay U.S.-based for now? Nah, wherever the people want Legends, where Legends are going to be, but I'm also breaking into acting. I, um, I'm i waiting to hear back from the Cats, The Bachelor, for next year, so I might yes. be on that. Bachelor, yes. Get those girls. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of I don't, I don't, want, I don't watch The Bachelor, but if you're on there, I will definitely watch. But Same. I, I don't watch that show, but I watch it if you want it, girl. <laughs> I think it's yeah. dumb. I uh I got a couple mini acting gigs reenacting a, a murder show uh this summer, so I'll be flying out to Cali. Nice. Uh, doing, uh, I like murder shows. So with so oh so with all these wrestling companies around the world, which one do you think would be like a good fit for you? Like with all the like top ones, like you know you said WWE, so we're not gonna put WWE. Like someone like AEW or Impact or whichever. Um, realistically, my top two is AEW. I mean, I could do New Japan. I think New Japan would be dope. New Japan is, you know, insane. I don't know if y'all know this or not. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull this shit because it's true. You know, Japan loves African American people. I become a fucking god over there. I've heard that too. The only problem I would say, honestly, with ever wrestling in New Japan is they got the toughest fucking tables. Them tables be no selling the shit out of everybody. Like, oh, you gonna put a 400 pound through me? I'm not breaking. Mm, oh, well. Nope. Oh, well. Oh, nope. <laughs> They're gonna have to catch my ass, put me on the table. So I might be good. Smart. You can't get put through the table if you can't catch me. You ain't got to get ready if you stay ready. <laughs> So when I'm in the ring, I'm already moving around trying to tire out. I tried when me and Phil in the ring, he was getting blown up because I was too fast for him. Oh, that's right. Happy feet. <laughs> nimble. Man is nimble on his fucking feet. So if there was one wrestling match that you had to watch for the rest of your life, you can watch any more wrestling, you have to watch that one match every day for the rest of your life. What match would that be and why? Damn. Rest of my life, one match. 
Benoit versus Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. WrestleMania 20. Ooh. That's a classic with a Q. A- <laughs> I, watch, I watch that every day. I had, I still have it on my Benoit DVD right next to my Benoit action figure. Um, I got them both signed by Chris at an auto show in Richmond, so I'm never going to get rid of that. That's fucking amazing. That's so and fucking great. Like I said, the fact I was able to, this might sound weird, I hope it don't, but the fact I was able to talk to David, it was almost like I was talking to Chris, because David looks just like Chris. They look just alike. So like much. I'm, Holy like, crap, that's crying. like his twice. I don't like crying, because to me, crying makes me feel like a bitch, but I almost started crying just because it was a bit, Chris was a big part of my childhood. Same as Eddie, like when I shot Vicky Guerrero email, she responded, I was like, holy shit, like I I wasn't expecting that. So it was like the fact I got to talk to David, man, that shit made my whole year. I don't even think it makes you a bitch for crying because not for nothing, when I watched that episode of Dark Side of the Ring, I had a thug tear. I had a couple of thug tears because it's really sad. It's really sad when you think about the circumstances about this man's life and then how he died and how people only remember how he died. Like, that's it. Like, it was horrible. Don't get me wrong, but there's so much other things that he did and then to see how much his son suffered. Oh, oh, girl. Like, his son wants to get into wrestling. But he never can because no one will take him serious because he wants well, to use the Benoit last name. Well, I talked to David about this, and this was supposed to be kayfabe, but actually I got a way around that. David was talking about me, about he wants to work a tag team with me. Now, for yes. me, that's putting a big risk on my name since I'm associated with him, but David's my boy, and I'm not going to sell myself out for a fucking name when the kid's done nothing wrong. Facts. So. I mean, he's a good dude. His I'm not gonna call his father did some pretty shitty things, but again, he was not in his right mind. Once you snap, you snap. You're not the same person. The mm-hmm. fact that his condition got ignored pissed me off because he was forgetting how to drive himself to the to the airport. He was forgetting matches. He was forgetting how to change himself. So that should have been a fucking red flag, but nobody really gave a shit until it was too late. But as far as David is concerned, man, like, he's a good dude. He deserves a chance. I mean, I know using the, the Benoit name is risky, but I told him, I said, hey, man, what if you just scrap the Benoit name and just call yourself Wild, Wild Pegasus II? I mean, that's better than... Oh, David shit, Benoit. wasn't that his old name back in... Um... Yeah. Ah. So if, you, if you're Wild Pegasus Jr., you won't have the Benoit on the name. You will get booked. I mean, you do tag team in Mexico. We're good. Exactly. You know, so... As long I mean, as you try to use that Benoit name, everyone's going to be like, you, I don't know, man. I mean, that just means that people aren't professional. Not, I mean, who knows? Maybe David's a, David could be a tremendous worker. I mean, nice. I told him over the phone, I said, change your name completely to something associated with your dad. As far as your logos, kind of veer away from the Wolverine prints. You can do something different like another animal, like, like, like a baby Wolverine or something. Do something to where you're not completely emulating your dad to where you can still get booked. I mean, but David's a grown man. He can do what he do, but that ain't going to change my loyalty to him, whether he's David Benoit Wild Pegasus. I yep. still got his bank. And if people don't book me because I'm hanging with David, then fuck them. I mean, I've already told him that, you know. So, I respect uh, the loyalty. I do. Yeah. I do, because it's not a lot of people. Like I said earlier, people have, like, people expect arbitrary loyalty, and then they don't reciprocate it. So it's like. Especially when there's money involved. Facts. Exactly. So people will sell their soul for a fucking million dollars. I'd rather be fucking poor and homeless than sell my people out for a million bucks. I mean, I, people don't, people got no problem doing that, but I, I've never been about that. I mean, a million dollars would, would be nice, but I'm not going to sell people out for it. Yeah, there's got to be a better way. It's gotta I be. mean, 
this business is a very dirty place if you ain't on the right right you know side of the bandwagon and a lot of people on that corporate side they don't care about fucking morals or loyalty they care about that paycheck and they care about how the big big boys in the fucking suits feel about it so if I, if this interview prevents me from getting signed by the reading so be it but I'm happy as long as people know who Urban Legend is I've accomplished what I wanted I mean I might not earn a million dollars but as long as I'm a household name I'm good I mean so far I've been doing this for five years people in fucking Japan UK they know who Urban Legend is I mean I've, I've done what I've set out to do at this point it's just enjoying the journey if I never get signed then oh well you know connections in the business making friends i feel like wcw impact and aew are testaments to the fact that you don't have to go to wwe wwf to be great (laughs) you know and but i'm serious like you don't have to go through them to be good you know because I never, I, I, I've seen Lance Archer wrestle once or twice before in New Japan. Now I'm really invested. Like, even look yeah. at Pineapple Pete. That's not even his name, bro. His name is Shug D. <laughs> I'm so invested in this person. Shout out to Shug, by the way. Hey, Shug. <laughs> it's like, at the end of the day, like, nowadays there are so many ways where you don't have to compromise and be like, well, I got to step on you to make sure I get my check, which is really nice to meet people like you who have, those morals and those values. And this yeah. might be a dirty joke, but I can assure you if W contacted me and Bang Rose, the porn, uh, porn company, uh, contacted me right now, I would see more action doing porno scenes and make more money doing that than I would be on the roster. Listen, <laughs> as long as there are horny men in this world, there is a coin to be made. Can the church say amen? <laughs> amen, <laughs> I will actually get fucking blood flow running through my feet doing porn than I would on the main roster sitting home all day. I mean, the he's got a good point. He, I mean, for the longest time, where was Cedric Alexander? <laughs> for the longest time, where was where's Ember Moon? Still injured, yeah. girl. She's injured. Even when she wasn't like, injured. Wanna, True. She, she was forbidden, and something happened. Like I want to email, be like, "Yo, is there still blood coming circulating through your body? Like, are you good? Like, what's going on?" Speaking of superstars, Irvin, who would mm-hmm. you, what program and who would you book yourself currently in any promotion who's right now, any champion in any promotion, what program would you book yourself with that person winning the champion and like who would you challenge for the title? Oh, fuck. Oh, man, I got one from every. If I had, if I had to do WWE, me versus Seth Rollins because me and Seth are pretty cool. Oh, that yeah. would be good. Like, like good Seth wait, Rollins wait, at his wait, prime. Wait, wait, wait. Said, which Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins now, God like Seth Rollins, burn it no. down, Seth Rollins, or shield Seth Rollins. Heal shield. About, I'm talking about the me versus Seth Rollins that was running with Triple H. Ah, blonde Seth Rollins when he had yep. that blonde in his hair. Yep. Yep. A heel versus um, heel would be nice. I would love that. I would love that. It's like, who do you root for? They're both the freaking bad guy, and they're both going to try to cheat. So. <laughs> I, think, I think if me versus Seth was booking, people would look more like me as a baby. I mean, I might be a twin, or I'd still be trying to fucking cheat. And I'd use, <laughs> I mean, I'd be a sneaky motherfucker. Like, even when Phil, when I worked Phil, I knew he had a bad knee, and I, I attacked the knee. I mean, 
I was like, bro, I said, if I fuck your knee up, you got a hospital, I'll pay for a hospital bill, but just go with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but if you talk about AEW, I definitely 100% want to uh, do a program with Cody Rhodes. Yes. Cody. Cody Big name. Rhodes. Yep. I don't run away from anybody. And now we're talking about running away. Since people like to run away from me, uh, since me and Rodney Mack were beefing, and we still haven't had the match. Uh, I, I like that's another person I want to have a match. I mean, he beat my ass in a shoot fight in the locker room, and has been running for me ever since, and did not give me a chance to get my payback. Oh, he said it here first. He coming for you, Hulk Hogan. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I forget about that. The hole you put, the hole in the back of my head that you put, you know. Ooh, hey, years you ago, heard it here. You heard the announcement here, folks. He looking for you, man. You shouldn't have ran. You shouldn't have ran. Now, Urban's coming for you. He wants his revenge. He wants I, revenge. I just want to write the wrongs, write the wrongs, man. I'm sick and tired of people running when they starting shit with me. You know, so it's like I always finish shit, whether I get my ass kicked or not. You know, so I just feel like now I'm on an hourglass and time's running out. You know, this whole coronavirus made me realize how fortunate I was to be in the wrestling business and how it could be gone so quickly. So, you know. I mean, I respect uh, it. And that, you, tomorrow's never promised. And he's absolutely right. Tomorrow's never promised. Beat that bitch ass today. (laughs) And and this, I'm not trying to put a damp on her laughter, but if anything has shown us ain't tomorrow never promised, I know, I think I talked to one of y'all about Shad. Shad was pretty much like a big brother to me. I just, I just, I just FaceTimed with him Saturday, and we were talking about I wanted to be him. Me and him wanted to do a podcast together. He was giving me advice how to break into acting. We were talking about me coming to Cali and, and chilling and, and getting food, and then I don't talk to him again. So it's like I was really, I haven't slept in like a day and a half because of that. So it's like tomorrow I never promise. I mean, you talk to somebody one day and the next day it could be gone. So mm-hmm. if anything has taught me how precious life is, it's definitely, definitely shad. I mean, I'm still hanging yeah. on to some hope that he's good. I mean, but it's kind of scary. Nobody's heard from him in 48 hours. Um, yeah. I'm hoping I mean, for the he, best. Yeah, hoping for yeah. the best. I'm trying not to think of the worst. Um, I know I pretty much shitted on Delby for a little bit, but it, it was refreshing to know that they acknowledged him on Twitter. I mean, that was cool. So, yeah, man, I just, that shit sucks. I mean, that's, I've been thinking about it the entire day. I mean, I've been reading the text messages we've sent, I got a voicemail. So, I mean, it's, know. it's, it's a tough, you know, thing to think about. Like, it could have been like anybody, like in my head, like, you know, when it first happened, I was like, why did it, like, I was thinking like, hor- not horrible, but I was being like mean. I was being like a bitch. I was like, why did it have to be shad? It should have been someone else. Why the fuck did it have to be shot? I was I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I, I thought about that shit too. I was like, why did it have to be a good human being like shot? Why couldn't it have been like fucking? No, nah, I gonna I ain't gonna put him in. I'm that. not gonna put that juju on nobody because at the end you of know? the day, they ain't coming back from it. But he's one of the sweetest people, sweetest, sweetest people. I met him super briefly growing up the stairs at WrestleCon in New York. I think it was 2019. I had a real bad experience with a WWE superstar. I was telling my little brother the overview, and he overheard it. He was like. Don't let that person discourage you. Not all wrestlers are like that. You know, this, that. Come by my booth. We'll take some. The nicest guy. The nicest guy. And it's it's heartbreaking. And 
it sucks when you find such a nice and sweet soul, especially like we were talking about in a business where it's very dog eat dog. Right. It's hard to find like a guardian angel in a fucking business full of snakes. Just mm-hmm. like I was sitting down thinking today, what if I I was kind of being selfish for a second? This that's what I do. I don't know why I do that, but I'm like, well, what happened if I was there? Why didn't the lifeguards try and fucking save him? But when you're when you're fighting a rip current, there's it don't matter for 400 pounds, that shit's gonna take you. That's a fact. I just, I just wish that I wish that I know they tried hard enough, but I wish somebody tried a little bit harder. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, even if he could have grabbed onto something, yeah. But that in my mind, was- in my mind, I hope he just washed up on a rock and is waiting. Like, this is some bullshit. When y'all find me, I'm cussing everyone out. That's in my exactly. mind. That's, that's what, what, I that's what I'm hoping for. That he just on some rock, mad as hell right now. Mad. I'd rather you be mad than anything. You know what I mean? Exactly. I he is, that's no. what I'm thinking in my head. I'm thinking he washed up on one of those. You know, it wasn't close, but it was like two islands away from you know the spot where he disappeared at. I'm hoping that he washed up on one of those islands and he's just on there, mad as hell, hoping someone finds him. And when they do, he's ready to cut somebody out and be like, "All right, this is what happened." He gonna sit down, tell every single podcast YouTuber about what the fuck happened and how he's not gonna go to the beach for a good minute. And now hoping like you know he's alive. That would, that would be dope. You know, I was looking at the pictures, and I mean, that was a large body of water. There's no telling where he'd be, but I, I was hoping that he'd rise up on a rock or a piece of land or something. I mean, I don't Same. know if there's any land where they were at, but I hope he's good. I mean, it just scared me because I was reading the reports, the fact that the wave, like, pushed him in the water. That's pretty terrifying. He's a big dude. Like, the man's almost seven feet tall. He's a big dude. And I've, I've wound up, fucked up a few times in my day, like, after doing shows, I don't even remember coming to the old. I don't remember shit. <laughs> but I'm here now, so what's up? <laughs> like I have a couple of crazy road stories, but we'll save that for another time. Uh, part yes. two for the podcast? You coming back? Because we will always, well, this time we'll bring the we, tea. You are always welcome here. Always. Always. And people think it's wrestling business. You got the rock star lifestyle after the shows, and you got to be a professional the morning, but I got, I don't got a split personality, but once my damn show's over, I find the newest bar and I book a nice hotel room and I just fucking drink until I hopefully wind up in the hotel room. <laughs> hopefully. 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 Like that's why you surround yourself around good people like, oh, legend's drunk again. Oh, come on, let's grab him. Mm. This man, pound for pound is the best wrestler, but also pound for pound is heavy. <laughs> I, was, I was on top of a fucking car. It was my homeless car, thank God. I'm here cutting a promo. I, I think it was on Chris Jericho. I, I don't know why Chris Jericho's in my mind, but like I was hammered. Like I was like trying to do the fucking cha cha slide and I fell off the car. <laughs> and my arms and knees were scraped up. And then I went to Waffle House. So tell me why I ordered $30 worth of food for myself. You got and a lot of calories. Up. You're a grown boy. You're a grown man. I woke up. I woke up that morning with fucking grits and pancakes on the floor and fucking waffles in my bed. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but that sounds like you had a good ass night. What? <laughs> I had a good time. I had a really good time. I don't remember much. I mean, I still went, woke up fucking syrup over my face, but still a good time. 
I mean, better to wake up with syrup on your face than feces. I mean, you gotta, you gotta pick a struggle. I, I you, Syrup you can wash off. Doodoo, you can't take the dignity back. <laughs> Man, I don't know how drunk. I'll never be drunk to where I got some doodoo on my face. The crust are there something you trying to tell us? Like, what? There was this one night where I brought this girl home. Oh, oh. Not home, but at the hotel room. Mm-hmm. And I... If I if I see the girl one time, I'm not bringing her to my house. Fuck that. I'll no. get a hotel for her. She was <laughs> nagging me the entire She's like, hey, my, I was like, first of all, I said, you got a boyfriend? She's like, yeah. I said, damn, well, I'm out. So she kept like bugging me and bugging she me. She said, I'm out. <laughs> and she like kept fucking being blowing me up. So like, I fuck it. If, if I said, what's the motherfucker's name? And she's like, Jamal. I said, if Jamal find out, then oh well. Right? She's talking about her fantasies and this and that. And talking about, Jamal don't do anal. And I'm like, uh, girl, I said, bitch, I don't do anal either. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm a child of God. <laughs> I'm a good Christian man. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, said, I ain't sticking my damn dingling in no boot fucking bunghole, man. Like, you tripping. Lord, who are these girls? These children. I never did it. But we were getting ready to do some shit. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, I'm sure. And the fucked up part was, like, I stole her purse and I put it on the, I put it out front of the hotel, and I called the oh, Uber, and the Uber, the Uber was waiting on her, and she left. I'm like, I said, sweetheart, you left it, you dropped the purse on the doorstep, which no, she didn't, because I fucking put it there. I was trying to get out of my room. Uh-huh. She, went, <laughs> she went out there, and I slammed the door and locked it. I said, your Uber outside. See you later. Wow, you was cold Damn. as ice. I mean, it'd be like yeah, that. She had she a whole ass man. About, yeah, she turned me off talking about fucking Sticking my dick up on that shit. I was like, come on, man. You trying to get me go to Velocity Urgent Care now? I'm disease free. I'm trying to keep it like that. This man said, you want me to go out the Velocity the Internet? You are a clown. Here's what happened. Oh, Ooh. man. Y'all trying to catch me slipping. Don't you try to make a damn put me on the internet? Headline, the headline arena, Ur- Urban Legend uh, fucks a girl in the booty hole. Anybody seen that shit? <laughs> <laughs> Rude. That's what that is. I mean, I okay, was protecting so... myself. What was that? I was protecting myself. I would have gave me PTSD. That was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <Real>. <laughs> the fact that she wanted that just ooh, signifies she she a little. Ooh. I don't judge nah, she... people like what I they don't... like, but don't try to force that on someone because that's weird. <laughs> judge nothing, but if she wants to go to an old man named Bill, he'll do that shit. I ain't doing it. Just out here saying all the names. Okay. <laughs> okay, I do have a question for you, Mr. Irvin. So with the coronavirus, you know, running wild through the freaking U.S., what do you see the future of pro wrestling with coronavirus still, you know, around? I just, I feel like it's like super uncertain. If anything, pro wrestling is going to be up and running next year. But we really won't know until concerts start. Um kicking i mean it's gonna be hard to put on shows because where i'm from we draw about 500 so if we can't have an event more than 50 people that means we're gonna have to cut the venue in half which cuts the ticket sales so i mean we're really gonna have to figure out what the fuck we're doing i mean the only thing i can think of is the promoter because we, we hold the shows in the temple so whoever manufactures the temple is gonna have to put each seat six feet apart which we're paying that so i mean right. there's no telling what what we're gonna do it's just this coronavirus. If, it, if everything goes well, there'll be a vaccine. 
which I mean, I, I'm I got my own thoughts on vaccines. I've never got the flu vaccine. I've never got the flu, but that's because I have a highly abnormal white blood cell count, and it's hard for me to get sick. But not everybody has that, so it's like I hope there's a vaccine out to where people can get the shot and they don't get the coronavirus. I mean, I got my own conspiracy theory on that, but we'll leave that alone. That's another that's another that's podcast with the tinfoil hats because I love ooh, I love me a good conspiracy theory, but I gotta open up my third eye. <laughs> I mean, I hey, we can do a whole episode of conspiracy. I, I just wish that people read between the lines and see what's actually happening. It's just another another uh, example of the government wanting power over everything we do. I mean, how are you gonna say it takes fourteen days for the symptoms to show up, but miraculously y'all know everybody who dies in a day? Like, how does that make sense? Somebody said it best. I think when it comes to the American healthcare system, we are a we are somewhere. What are we? They say we are projects in a Gucci belt. <laughs> That's pretty much what we are. Yeah. I mean, now, it sucks. I ha- my bad. What are you saying? I mean, it sucks. I mean, who's to say this isn't? I mean, Bill Gates is funding this shit. I mean, very powerful people. It's just crazy. It don't make no sense. Like, you tell me this shit came out of nowhere and you know, staying. Like, this, this coronavirus has been around for years, but ain't nobody paid attention. You know, it just sucks that they're shutting everything down and they prevent people from living their life. Like, especially us as being poor athletes and people having jobs, the fact that we can't do what we love sucks. And, you know, it's a very unfortunate time to live in. Would you a, be prepared to do, like, empty arena matches? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm putting the same effort in an empty arena as if it was filled, but it's like all this coronavirus shit makes me appreciate what I had because it can be gone in a day. So, I mean, I mean I, I'm mean, i like everybody else. Do you, do you, let me not say do you, but would you consider doing like a cinematic match like the AJ Styles or the Fun Firefly Funhouse match? Maybe. I mean, that was a lot of fucking filming. That was like 12 hours. Um, I mean, yeah, I'd be open to it. I just wish that there's no better feeling than performing in front of people. So, I mean, I hope it goes back to that eventually. But if I had, if it meant me getting in the ring, then yeah, I'd do it. Because at this point, I just miss taking bumps and not being able to walk in the morning. <laughs> you actually uh, miss that. I mean, yeah. If you're a I performer, the crowd is part of it. Like you, you get yeah. drunk off of that. It's the best. I, I miss having to go to the chiropractor and her saying, "We got some work to do." I miss all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, I kind of have a controversial question. Like I don't know if you want to answer it, but mm-hmm. I've kind of you know, been arguing people about it on Twitter, and I like to argue because you know I like to stir the pot piss people off blah 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 that's just how i am um so what do you think of you know on the take of you know wearing his blue lives matter crap all over you know the you know tv and everyone you know trying to act blind and you know not seeing him for what he really is which is you know a little bit of a racist time undertaker Undertaker. Sorry, not Undertaker. Mark Calloway, well, the person who plays Undertaker. Common, common sense would tell you, when you're Mark Calloway, Undertaker, you should be smart enough not to wear that shirt because you know in today's nades, you're gonna be labeled as a racist. Two, his gimmick was a biker from fucking Texas. So what does that tell you? Oh, 
Like, True. okay, Texas, ponytail, beats people up, chews tobacco, blue lives matter, and all clicks. Um, I mean, it wasn't smart to wear that shirt. I mean, I know the blue lives matter was in the retaliation for black lives matter. Here's another thing that's fucked about this world. Everybody wants to put a label on something. Everybody wants to think that, okay, my life is more... If people just fucking chilled out and realized everybody's left in the poor and stopped believing that one race is wrong, like, with me, growing up in a white family, a lot of white people think, okay, black guys running through the neighborhood, he's up to no good. Nah, don't have that fucking mindset. The reason why we think the way we do is because of the way people act. That people would just take a fucking chill pill and realize, okay, he's human just like me. Maybe he wasn't up to no good. Maybe he's trying to help people. Maybe he's has shit to do. People are just so fucking one-minded nowadays. It's really hard to get along with anybody. Like I know white people that are extremely racist. Like my neighbors called me the N-word last week, and I got them back. I put a firecracker in his. I put a firecracker in his mailbox, and I dumped a whole container of cinnamon in his AC. <laughs> That's <laughs> childish as shit. Yeah, Yo, I'm stealing that. I'm stealing that. That's childish as shit. Yeah, I, I, I waited until he went inside. I got two big ass fucking jars of cinnamon, took the screws out the AC, dumped it all in there, and screwed it back on. So as soon as he put turn the ignition on, it's fucking exploded. And now the car's not starting. So, I That's mean, fucking hilarious. Fuck him. Fuck George. But I wish that people would just be like nicer to everybody. I mean, that's all it comes down to. Just come being compassionate stop oh i see a black man let's go down the street let's kill him or a black person sees a white person oh he automatically thinks that he thinks yeah um, the reason why we think the way we do is because of what's happened to us that's why i mean the world's fucked up and then on top of that you got listen i got a lot of gay friends i got a lot of transgender friends yada 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 they're being targeted as well because of what they how they want to live the world's just a really fucked up place so I wish that uh, that I wish we'd all come together. Cause first of all, white killing, you know, we're all American, whether we're black, white, gay, whatever. We're all Americans. You got fucking third world parties trying to kill us anyways. We killing each other off before that even happens. What type of shit is that? Like it's a war zone out here. Oh, oh, it is that it is. Okay, I do have one more question. If there was anything you would change about the world of wrestling right now. What would you change and why? I would change the bullshit bullying that goes on in the wrestling business. This whole entitlement of, I've been here 10 years, you've been here three years. That means you got to answer to me. I'd change that part because, I mean, yeah, you might be a little bit higher up the ladder than me, but don't don't insult me as a man. Like, don't think that because I got less experience or less, bump, you know, fucking points in my bump card that you're entitled to talk down to me. That brings me again to the whole Mark Henry and Leo situation. They're both grown men. I mean, obviously, Mark Henry's been in business extremely longer. has accomplished way more. She's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. But this whole entitlement, veteran mentality bullshit, it doesn't exist because there's no such thing as a veteran, in my opinion. That's so, true because this business will snatch you in a heartbeat, whether you got 10 years left in you or, or 50 years left in you or two days left in you. If it's your time to get out and your bump card has too many bumps, mm. Like, like, you know what happened once I'm not name dropping here, but what happened last time a vet tried to disrespect me in the locker room, I embarrassed him in front of everybody. Right? So you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to sit here and talk about what I need to do when you bitching and 
planning on Facebook about your marital problems. I said, oh. maybe you need to fix that shit for you coming here and taught me what I need to do wrong. Because I don't got a girlfriend. And if I, if I did have a wife and if I was married, I'd be a hell of a little better off than you. So oh. it's like, yeah. Ooh. I mean, don't don't play that card talking about, oh, I'm a t- you should listen to me. Motherfucker, you on Facebook bitching and complaining about how your life's falling apart. And you want to come along and act like a tough guy? Like, come on, man. Let me give you guys a pro tip. Anyone listening to this podcast, don't go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Tell the whole world your problems. And then when people bring it back to your face, want to be surprised, Pikachu, like, you're so nosy. You're yelling. You're telling everyone your issues. You know, you can handle, you can have beef with someone. Everyone has disagreements. But reach out to one another. Talk to people. Don't be like, ah, fuck Kimberly. She's such a hoe. And then when Kimberly's like, well, you called me a hoe. Oh, you a hater. Why you stalking my Facebook? No. What? (laughs) That's exactly what he was doing. He's on Facebook talking about, I'm eating ice cream alone at night. I'm watching movies. I want my baby back. Man, shit. Don't be coming. Don't be acting like a bitch on social media and then come on Facebook and come in the locker room in front of the boys and try try and act like a man when you're talking about you know, your wife's falling apart. I said, dude, Ooh. I said, yeah, you've been in the business 12 years. And I've been in for six, but that don't give you the right to talk down to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? This business, that's what, that's where people go wrong. They put their personal professional business out there too much mm-hmm. because then it gets used against them eventually. That's why he's what he said on Facebook against him. And he hasn't done that shit since because he got embarrassed. And to be honest, I don't think he's been in that promotion since I've been there. Well, I do have another question for you when you're done. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's so rude of me. I apologize. I've always shook his hand. I fucking hate shaking hands because I think it's a fake, fake symbol of respect. I mean, I'll give, I'll say what's up or how you doing, but I, I just hate shaking hands. I mean, but I shook his hand. I say what's up, and then you know he wants to whine and bitch complain on Facebook, and then he gets there and tries to tries to embarrass me. It's just, there's two kinds of vets. There's vets that legitimately want to help you. And then there's vets that talk about what they've done and put down the younger cats. That's what the business offers now. So it sucks, but it is what it is. That's why I don't. That's why I don't associate with a lot of people. I got about a handful of people I've, I mess with, and that's it. Right, right, right. I mean, that's all you can do. Like people out here just are fake ass human beings. You can't, you know, hold it in around them all the time. You like you gotta let them motherfuckers know. Like you gonna act this way in front of me, I'm gonna fucking embarrass your ass. Period. Right. Ain't no fucking yep. way. But I did see that you were trained by Gangrel. Now I am a mark for Gangrel, so when I saw this, I was just like, "Holy shit, it's fucking Gangrel!" Like, how how is it like you know being trained by you know people like Gangrel and you know almost not JP, <laughs> uh, Natty's husband? Like, like is that like you know an exciting well, feeling, or is it just like a I was never, um, I was never tra- trained by Gangrel. I had a match with him. Um, as far yeah, as Tyson, yeah. I was, I was never trained. Tyson kids are more of a mentor to me. We never, we lifted weights and we've hung out, but uh, he's never really trained me in the ring. Mm-hmm. But to have Tyson on my side is, is, it means a lot because everybody knows I made his, I made that connection with the Hart family, because I was close with Smith Hart, mm-hmm. which is one of Bret Hart's older brothers who passed away from cancer a few years ago. So that was the last connection I made to Smith Hart, and I believe Smith Hart is on Owen Hart's side. So wow, that was cool. Me and Tyson have been tight for the past few years. 
yeah, you get that, you know, mentorship from, you know, one of the big names, you know, he, you know, the Hart family, you know, they're legends in this business. So you get, you know, to hang with him, talk with him. That's like huge. That's like, you know, putting a stamp on it. Like, Cresta, you said you had a question for him. Yes, God, I just didn't want to cut nobody off. I'm trying to do my best lady, lady like Dilly Jeans. Um, this is going to be my last question because after hearing and learning more about you, I'm a fan and I'm like, I'm a huge mark. So now I'm going to go look through all the, how they say, dust off the vinyl, try to find all your matches and whatnot. Yep. But if you could have a stable, who are three other men or women that you would say, okay, I'm going to be heavyweight champion. This person could be, you know, mid-card champion and we got the tag titles. Who would you have your stable be from anywhere, any promotion, anytime? So it's just the three of us? It'd be four people in total. So it'd be you and three others. I think me, MJF for sure. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Y'all would make people want to shoot fight y'all, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like literally shoot fight the both of you. <laughs> Yeah, me, MJF. I'd have to put Seth Rollins in there. Um, our last person, damn, that's that's tough. But if I want a veteran, I'd probably have to be Randy Orton. Oh, that would be oh. a that would be a monster who heel faction. Who? who turn on who? Because somebody's going to turn. Randy if turning on somebody. somebody. If anybody's turning on anybody, shit, I'm I'm gonna show good old Randall that he ain't the only fucking sneaky motherfucker in the thing. Oh, you ain't got to get ready if you stay ready. <laughs> you gonna talk me too much, homie. Yeah, but you know and that's another thing. People think Randy, nah, man. Like I've known Randy for a little bit. We've talked a few times, and every time we've conversed, he's been super cool. I mean, I know some people say otherwise. That listen, we travel, we barely get any sleep, so it's like if you are fucking hounding us for pictures that's the last thing we want to do when we're trying to head to the room and get some sleep so it's like people need to understand how fucking hard the schedule is like we barely get any sleep we barely eat on the road so when they're hey can i get a picture can i get a picture can you cut a promo like motherfucker i'm trying to sleep but i'll take a picture with a picture with you so when people say oh randy's a dick first of all that guy approached him at the gym that's something you don't do you don't walk up to somebody at the gym by hey can i get picked at least wait till they're done with the workout you know, like when I was working out with Chad Gable and Tyson and uh, Elias and Sean Benjamin. People Elias? Huh? Yeah, Elias. I'm you sorry, you said Elias. I'm like, ooh, what? <laughs> yeah. We were all lifting that one life together and this fucking nerd. Hey, can I get a picture? Like, you didn't even let us finish our sets. Like, come on, man. So Sasha we had to stop. Sasha touched doing... about that, too. I'm sorry, continue. I don't blame her. It's like you don't walk up to somebody. That's, I think it was an airport, and like, mm-hmm. have them. like, wait till they're, you know, getting their bags and doing whatever. But hey, is there any possible way I can get a picture? The way that fans feel entitled to, I mean, yeah, without fans, we would we wouldn't have a reason to be on TV. But at least respect our privacy. Privacy as athletes. Like, if you want a picture, ask us at the right time. Like this prime example. This one guy I think found out. Where Mick Foley lived, and this motherfucker went to his house and asked for pictures. That's weird. That's, That's fucking weird. weird. So it's like there's crazy fans out there. I mean, the only I've been doing this for six years, and there was only one time where I was legit scared because this female fan did look good, but that's not the point. She found out what hotel I was staying at. And she got in the room before I did. 
What? What? It was like a room for it was like a fucking movie from Obsessed with Beyonce and uh, what's that girl's name? I forgot her name. Catherine Heigl. Yeah, that was the exact fucking scene. Like she told, and I sued the Marriott by the way. I, I'm still waiting, still pending. But um, she got my house key and said the front desk is she's my wife, and I'm never I've never been married. I don't have a girlfriend, so I, I'm not seeing anybody. And she got my room key, so I got to my room, and she was sitting on my bed. That's crazy. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I looked at the key. I'm like, did they give me the wrong fucking key? I went downstairs. I'm like, yo, there's somebody else in my room. Did you give me the wrong room? She's like, no, that's the right one. I said, why is there somebody in there? She's like, well, your wife came by. I'm like, wife, I don't, I'm not married. That's wild. That's and you know what's crazy about that, too, is that, like, if the situation was reversed and it was a man who did to a woman, this would be hot shit all over the news. I'm like, dude, I I have brothers, and it always, like, spooks me when you hear girls do shit like this. And then it's like, when a guy tries to defend himself, it's like, well, you're just being a rape apologist or whatever it is. It's like, you're giving my room key to someone who said they're my wife, not even asking for her credentials or anything. What if she drugged me? What if she killed me? Then it's a memorial for me? That's weird. Holy like I want shit. To, I want you guys to visualize this. The light turned off, not not anything out of place. You turn the light on, and you have your back to the room, and you turn around, and she's under the bed. You know how fucking creepy that is? Under the mom. Under the bed? No, she was on the bed, but she's already oh. in bed. But still, that's no, 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 no. no, no, no. We've, barely been, we've barely been sleeping, so I'm hallucinating as it is. So keep in mind, you're halfway tired. You just want to sleep. Just jump in the shower. You barely have any clothes on, and then you open, fucking turn the light on and turn her back, and she's fucking waiting on you. you know how creepy that is. Oh God, stop the match. <laughs> stop yes. the fucking match. Yes. Ring the bell. Fucking no, <laughs> no. <laughs> like oh, that's crazy. Yeah, That's fucking order. weird. Yeah, I shooed the Marriott and I put a restraining order on her because, you know, she followed me. I didn't know she'd been following me, but I guess she has. I don't know what fucking room I was in. And now, when I book a room, I now I book a room with somebody else, you know? Yeah. So, as you should. As you but, like, should. not even as you should. I feel like if he wants to, like, spread out and have his own space, he should be allowed to without having to worry about, like, I don't know. Uh, well, I what, do I, know. what I do know, I mean, it's not legal. It's really not supposed to do. When I'm booking a room, I book a room for two, and then I'll ask the desk attendant, "Hey, is the room next door available?" And if he says yes, I'm like, "Well, how much is it for that night?" And he'll tell me to give him the cash. So it's like, I want to make sure the coast is clear before I book rooms now because I booked that week in advance because I save money. Because the Marriott is an expensive hotel, yeah. but but it's it's really crazy that you have to do all these stunts, tricks, dips, and dives just to get a good night's sleep to put on a show for these same people, you know? Nope. That's crazy. Nope. And Sasha Banks talked about it like, it's one thing if you want my photo and we're at a meet and greet or I'm coming out of the arena. It's another thing if I'm getting on a plane at 3, 4 in the morning and you're at the gate. How do you know my plane leaves at 3 in the morning? What is because wrong with you? Fans like to call the airport. And you know, tell like they like to like look up stuff. They're weird. They're very weird. And then when it doesn't go right, they'll go on Twitter and start complaining and start talking shit about saying breasts. Like I think there was one time Seth was at Target and people were like following him, trying to get his picture. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. Leave the man alone. 
If you be the store, same motherfuckers that tell you, <laughs> you know wrestling is fake, right? I don't know why you guys are so obsessed with kayfabe. Yeah, but be the same ones that see someone be like, oh my god, it's Seth Rollins. Relax, yeah, fucking, relax. Getting all excited, fucking nutting on themselves. Like, y'all need to chill. Exactly. Out. Like, do you know how many times, sorry. Do you know how many times I've seen Danny Birch at my job at Target? Like, he'll literally, like, walk in, go to self-checkout. Like, I'm, like, in my head, I'm marking the fuck out because it's Danny fucking Birch. But I'm going to remain professional. Be like, you you shopping with your wife. I see you. I see you. I know who you are. You're fucking awesome. I'm going to leave you the hell alone because, you know. Eminem literally wrote a song, wrote a line in a song about this. He literally wrote a song, a line of, hey, stop it, cat. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. Don't yell at the cat. Don't yell I mean, at the cat. It all depends on like how you approach somebody. Like I, I'm I've dealt with some really crazy situations. I've dealt I've done some things I'm not proud of. I mean, you gotta think I'm technically living a rock star lifestyle, so that speaks for itself. I've never done I've never gotten any hard drugs like a lot of these wrestlers do, which is why a lot of these athletes die before fifty. I mean, but Oof. I've done yeah, yeah, I've done some shit I'm not proud of. I mean it's the entertainment business. If you're not used to staying up till three in the morning, flying, driving, partying, you know, the wrestling business ain't for you. I mean, that's why I barely sleep now because I'm I'm used to being up all the time. Mm-hmm. From being yeah, in um video video game industry, it's pretty much the same as well. But I mean, now that I'm older, I'm 33. I like now I'm taking my black ass to bed after the show and the convention. <laughs> I am not I am not ashamed of it. I love everyone and I want to party with you guys. Maybe you catch me on a good Saturday, but by twelve o'clock, my knees, my back, like my I can't knees. get down like that. I'm old. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I, I felt like that a lot of times. Like I even on the even walking to the fucking shower, my like, oh goddamn, let go of my knees, let go of my back. Twenty seven. I'll be twenty seven next month. I feel like I'm fucking fifty. That's that's what the wrestling business has done to me. I mean, I don't regret it, but damn, I didn't expect to be hurt this early. I mean, it's a very physical, demanding job, and honestly, the best of the best, like what you guys do, that to be at the level that you and the gentlemen in your status are you i feel like that can't be easy on your body at all people think this wrestling business is easy it's really not especially you know with all the you know the injuries like any anything can happen in the ring anything like anything and it could end your whole entire career just like that yeah for sure i mean i've had my fair share injuries it's wrestling is i've missed funerals i had bad breakups i mean i was always I was almost engaged. I mean, wrestling is pretty much fucked up everything that I had going for me. So, I mean. Do you regret it, though? No, I mean, the engagement would have been nice, but if it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be. She knew what she was getting into when she's seeing a pro wrestler. I told her, you know, I can't commit to both. I mean, she even went on the road with me. And it's like, I want to expose my what was soon to be wife to the wrestling business because you know how that goes. So, it's like kind of just broke everything off. I mean, I don't regret it, but I have put wrestling before a lot of, a lot of stuff. Mm. I mean, you do, I mean, you, you know, it's the lifestyle. It's like, you choose this lifestyle. It's like, it's, it kind of takes control of your life, but it's something that I don't think anyone will ever, like, give up because people love this life. They love it. 
Like, I Man, know, you at know. The end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm doing this shit for my future kids to make sure they're set. Because when I was coming up, growing up, then so I'm trying to avoid them having to go through what I had to go through when I was their age. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Correct. Correct. I know how that goes. Cressa, do you have any more questions for our guest here? I have asked everything I uh, have wanted to ask. The only thing I really want to ask is when you coming back for the part two? Hello? <laughs> Me, to be honest, I can do part two whenever. Like if you want, if you want to do Facebook shit again, that's cool. I I never heard of the app that y'all told me to download. That's why I was like, how the fuck do I use this shit? I mean, I use Discord a lot for video games. It's super easy, but she, she, she teaches me. So I was like, well, maybe you know, teach her too. But but it really depends on some people's connections too. Like I feel like Facebook is optimized for chatting and whatnot, while this is optimized for like gaming and for a computer. So. This worked out is fine, and I still got all the audio recording. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, like when good. I first was in here, and I saw the cameras, I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't know we were going to do video chat. Nah, I had no plans. Listen, if I don't know if you saw my camera for that brief second. It was on. I look yeah. homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I put the camera on the dog. I was like, uh-uh, no. Nah, y'all ain't finna see me. I look a whole horrible mess like I ain't been sleeping. <laughs> but yeah, yeah we, can do, we can do part two whenever, because remember, we... Y'all on quarantine. Well, y'all are. I'm not. I'm on essential work. I still have to go to work to deal with stupid ass people every single fucking day. That's a whole other fucking story. <laughs> but I guess with that, I've asked all my questions and Cresta has asked all of her questions. So with that, I think we're going to call this and wrap it up because we all got to go watch Dark Side of the Ring and go start crying because, you know, it's the season finale and we're all about to watch the story of Owen Hart's and everyone's going to be real upset, and it's going to be... <sighs> I'm ready to cry <laughs> some more thug tears. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, God. I am not ready for I'm this. My shit on record, and one thing I forgot to cover, which, I mean, I should have hit y'all. I should have told y'all earlier, but the, the messages I be getting on my social media is fucking crazy. Uh, How so? Like, goddamn. How do we Every edit day. this in? How now let's talk about your social media questions. Yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Bar- bar- look, I'm not even gonna lie, barely then no one was even looking on my social media. They're all trying to be little nasty little freaking bastards. That's mostly what my Twitter is. Like they they don't care about the serious stuff, but like if I'm like playing and be like, oh, I wonder who wants to do this, that they'd be like, Yes, yes, right. I want that. I don't uh, I do have DMs because people like to send dick pics and I don't got time for that. Uh, I did have I did have like two or three, so let me go ahead and put that up. Someone did ask me in my DMs because you know they did answer, so people yeah, did answer. I've so had... how did the DMs be looking? Oof. Uh, <laughs> where do I start? I mean, you said I've had dick pics, I've had ass, I've had everything. I've even had couples come in my inbox and hey, we're looking for a strong uh, athlete uh, to like play with. That's uh, How much they paying? Though? I'm not a strong athlete, but I mean, I don't have a six pack. I got a cake. <laughs> <laughs> you got married couples hitting me up, talking about they want to see their wife get fucking ragged out by a black dude. Oh, that's disgusting. That automatic block. How much they paying though? <laughs> <laughs> didn't, don't even didn't even ask because I blocked so quick. I've had fucking dick pics. Like this one dude, like, hey. So you wrestle grown men? How about you wrestle me? I'm like, how about blocked? Like, Sir, like, you don't even know if I go that way. Hello? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> wow. 
Wow. I looked at my block list today. I got 625 people blocked. I respect wow. it. That's a healthy number. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost at 5K on my friend's list. So, you know. Well, I, I did have somebody on my Twitter ask a question for you, Mr. Irving. I don't know. Like, I, I, can't, I can't see, like, his, you know, ad. But he did ask, if you could tell someone, like, if you could explain who Irving is in three words or less, how would you explain who Irvin is in three words or less? How would I explain who I am in three words? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, I've never been asked that. Definitely a survivor's <laughs> one. Yeah, mm-hmm. survivor's one. Uh, resilient and focused. Yes. Yeah. That, yep. I like that answer. I like that answer a lot. So definitely hope you know that we are now marks of you. <laughs> as soon as wrestling starts back up and you start wrestling matches, we're going to be watching every single one of them. Facts. Sweet. And hopefully, you know, if Mania happens, I don't know yet. I don't think it's going to happen in Cali. I really don't think so. I did going to take that L and come back down here. I mean, if you're coming down here for Mania, you can hop right back on this podcast and definitely be doing it face to face. That'd be great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, Cresta can get her coins up and come down here. <laughs> Cresta. Um, listen, I may not be <laughs> trying to be an in-ring performer, but I'm definitely trying to do color commentary or be somebody manager. So I'll be right down there. So I would tell you, like, hey, Irvin, if you need a manager or a mouthpiece. But honestly, I've seen your promos, and you don't need me. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, got, he got this. You don't he got need this. Me. <laughs> I am for valet, but as far as talking shit, there's very few people in the business that can match me on the mic. The only two people that I've seen that can match me on the well, only one person that MJF's on my level, but everybody I, else. No, I, I think personally, you know, between with you and MJF together, people are gonna wanna fight y'all. They're, They're gonna, gonna wanna fight fight y'all. you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'd watch it because I love a good heel faction. <laughs> I pissed somebody I went up to the mountains to wrestle. This dumbass promoter's like, hey son, I'm like, first of all, don't call me son. Second of all, you're having me work a fucking heel. They're going to hate me already. I had somebody trying to fucking shoot my ass. What? Because what? I, was pissing, I was pissing people off so much. Like, his dad was looking, this one guy's dad was looking fine. I'm saying fine. I'm talking about, I take an Olive Garden and everything. Nigga said Olive like, Garden. <laughs> not Red Lobster. Olive, Olive Garden. Garden. <laughs> for, for, for the salad and breadsticks. <laughs> now, you know, now, you know, up there, I'm not like, so... When she was like giving the whole Google guys, I'm like, hey, how about you lose? You know, Larry the Cable guy come up with a real, real champion. And then <laughs> that's when the damn guy, like, oh, you son of a bitch, I'm going to get you. I said, yo, it's so just wrestling, relax. By the time he got a little raggedy ass rusty gun, which I have a fucking magnum in my car, so you don't want to fuck me on that. Uh, oh, yeah. blah, 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 so, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> put a hole in that fucking. Uh, country gravy gutter his, but by the time by the time that some bitch got his gun loaded, I was out. He was wait, waiting by the front door. I said, "You dumb some bitch, we got back door. Just forget about that." At the end of the oh. day, like how you go to a wrestling match and be like, "This is real life. It's still real to me." Damn it. <laughs> it was real to him, all right? Because I, I I was going if I had my way, I'd bring his daughter home, but it didn't happen. <gasps> See, that's why he had the gun. Nature of the beast. I hit the promoter and said, yo, I'm out. PayPal me the money. Now is that. 
<laughs> wow. You have so many stories to tell. I think next time we have him come, he can just tell us on the road story because I so I want to hear all of it. All yeah, I got, of it. I got years worth of stories that it's going to be hard to cover in an hour, but I can definitely share some. I mean, I've had some crazy shit happen to me. I, I, look, we'll be sitting here ready with the popcorn, ready to hear about all of it. So before we wrap this up, hey, Irvin, where can people find your social media at? What is your social media? Uh, Twitter handle is Money Man Legend. Instagram is official Irvin Legend, and my Facebook is Irvin Legend. But my active profile, again, is I have gold trunks on, and I'm almost maxed out. So if you can't add me, send me a message, and I'll delete a uh, sucker off my Facebook, and I'll add you. Ah, I respect it. He's like, they can go. <laughs> Crystal, where can people find you at? Well, guys, if you love um, Yuck's unbiased views about wrestling and half Mark, half psh, you can follow me all over at Cresta Star. That's C-R-E-S-T-A-S-T-A-R-R. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Lord have mercy. And of course, you can find me at Twitter at SmileyBabyBoo. That's Smiley B-A-B-I Boo. Please, people, do not try to find me on Snapchat because I've here have had a couple of you literally search me on Snapchat and find me. And I have no idea who the hell any of you are. Please do not be that I person. I don't got no Snapchat for obvious reasons. Just, I have it, Snapchat. It's not what you think. If you think you're going to go, they're like, <laughs> thirst post. Get ready to see pictures of my cat and wrestling. Literally. It's literally just pictures and videos of her cat and wrestling. <laughs> my, and I really my, don't my care. Cat, my cat just tried to jump on the fucking table and fell off. He's getting fat. Oh. Fat <laughs> of course, the both of y'all have cats, and I have a big old 50-pound terrier laying on my foot. I got I got a few, quite a few cats and I got dogs. I'm a cat person too. So I am. I love Aww. you. I'm a cat person too. Uh, the, we at the end of this video. I'm done. Next time we gonna talk about your cats, <laughs> your DMs, how you gonna be the cat dad of the century. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, when y'all both y'all send me a um, request on Facebook too. Got it. You got it. You got it. So with that, we're gonna get up out of here, guys. Thank you for listening. Irvin, thank you so much for coming through. Y'all go follow him. Go watch every single match that he has. All of it. I know y'all got the time. Y'all quarantining your houses. You got the time. Go do it. Kira, not now. <laughs> and with that, we are out of here. Bye, guys. Kira, shush. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Black Wrestling Revolution Podcast. And Booker T got a shot. The distraction worked. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Black Wrestle Rev. Until next time, take care.